I'm Holly. I'm a business strategist who loves a good plan and flowchart and is crazy passionate about teaching women like you how to build your dream job and scale to six figures and beyond without sacrificing your weekends and priorities. I believe strongly to my core that you can create a routine you love with the right strategy, product suite, aka what you are actually selling, and simple systems to create a lifestyle that works and a business that scales without burnout. Because here's the thing, it's not just about managing your time. It's about embracing that time freedom and really working on unlocking that freedom together so that you can do more of what you love. After 22 years in corporate strategy, working for Fortune 500 companies, I ditched the office to build a now seven-figure business with my husband full-time. And P.S., we did it in less than two years during the pandemic with twins. Oh my goodness. My goal here is to provide you with unfiltered insights into behind the scenes of entrepreneurship. What works, what doesn't, practical tips you can implement right now, as in right after listening. I want you to consider this podcast, your online business MBA, delivered directly to your inbox, intertwined with the realities of being a working mom, exploring life, and the invaluable lessons learned along the way. Think of the Crush the Rush podcast as your weekly one-stop shop for actionable business planning, guiding you on the next steps and explaining the why, the really important things behind each move. We'll keep you motivated and uplifted as you learn from some of the industry's best experts. So grab your sparkly beverage, I'm sipping on a chai tea, and get ready to learn to do less better. Let's scale your dream business and finally have the freedom to focus more on what you love. This is the Crush the Rush podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about something brand new we have created called the Summer Antisocial School Mini Mind. Now, hear me out. Summer is here. So if you're like me, you're thinking about vacations and beach days and poolside cocktails, and you might be thinking, hey, I'm just going to put my business on pause so that I can enjoy my time and I'll come back in the fall. But here's the thing, your competition is not putting their business on pause. So let's think of a way where it can be both. It can be both fun and profitable, and you don't have to stop everything. Just a few short summers ago, I was in your position in what I would call a social media zombie, right? So endlessly scrolling, looking for answers, feeling like I was forcing myself to go to these networking businesses. And when I stopped, my business stopped. So I was feeling even more burnt out, which you might be feeling, but also working full time. And I felt like I was missing my kids' best years. So instead of wanting to go outside and play with them, I was barely holding my eyes open. And it took a huge toll on our family and me personally and mentally. So if you're nodding yes to this, this is where my antisocial framework actually came from because I needed to figure out a way to constantly fuel my business with leads all while I could step away. So it's all about ditching the social drama and focusing on growth and income strategies that work for you. So you're not chasing followers, you're just building real connections. But I get it, you don't wanna sign up for a long, complicated program over the summer, which is why we are excited to introduce you to the Anti-Social School Minimind. Class doesn't start until September, so you can enjoy your schedule and your summer, but 
Like I said, your competition isn't taking a vacation. So we created three months of resources that you can apply to your business schedule on your own time. Just go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to learn more. And when you put down a deposit, you get one free quarter in our club, which gives you weekly access to me to hold you accountable. Plus, we're gifting you the first module in antisocial school if you want to get ahead and every resource we've ever created in our Crush the Rush library. So don't let your business hit pause this summer. Enroll in the antisocial school summer mini mine with a deposit and unlock a summer of growth and profit. Just head over to hollymariehaines.com forward slash antisocial to join us. On this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast, we are chatting with my friend, Ali Kasadza, and I am just borderline giddy for you guys to dig into this episode, especially because I think this time of year, really learning to declutter, but get into what she calls rhythms over routines is so, so important. And so we're going to talk about minimalism and really how to declutter your life and your business, but more importantly, why it's so important, which is actually going to motivate you to actually do the thing. And then we're going to talk about how you can actually keep going when you can't stick to a routine to save your life. She's going to give you some great examples in both your personal life and your business. And then finally, how the environment that you work in impacts everything, how space truly runs your life. And honestly, this is just, I think the best type of episode we could deliver this time of year because it is jam-packed with action items that you can take right now and questions that you can ask yourself to really make sure that you're focusing on the things that matter. I can't wait for you to listen. Hi, Allie. Welcome to the Crush the Rush podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm so good. I also wanted to tell you I love the name of your show. Oh, thank you. Like motivating. (laughs) Like I love it. It's like, it's so crazy. You know, when you like start your business and you have no idea like what's going to happen. I had the idea of the name in the shower, but that's where ideas come from. And then I had no idea that it would be like a podcast and a planner and like all the things. And now, but I'm like, well, it's here. This is what it is. So I love it. Thank you. We're so excited to have you on the show specifically this time of year, because it's the beginning of the year. And I think people are starting to feel overwhelmed. And if you're like me, our kids got all kinds of, we'll just say shit for Christmas. And you're like, oh my God, what do I do? And I also think as a business owner, we also start to get into, there's so much going on. There's so much everywhere. And so we're going to talk about decluttering, but in a way, I think that can apply to both personal and business. But before we do all that, I would love for you to share a little bit about your story, your background, and tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. So I have four kids. They were all born in five years. So they're all super close. My oldest is 13 right now. And then I have boys. She's my only girl. Then my boys are 11, 10, and 8. We just moved to Phoenix last year. So we're loving it here. And yeah, I started my business. Well, I started blogging like 11 years ago. And then about seven years ago, I turned that blog into a business. And my business really comes from my own personal story, my own journey. The brief version is I didn't have my fourth yet. I had three under three. So it was just a very overwhelming, very intense time. (laughs) But even so, like, I just felt like there's no way it's supposed to be this hard. Like it was bad. I was definitely depressed. Just was, I felt like I was just raising my kids in survival mode. Like I was in such a funk. I just, I lost myself. There was no Mm -hmm. space for anything. All I did was maintain a life that I would 
rather be being present for. And so I basically set out to not live that way because everyone else, all the other moms had seemingly just accepted that that's how it would be for them and just kind of subscribed to this, like what I call hot mess mom culture. And it wasn't for me. I wanted something different and better for me and my kids. And then I just kind of noticed how much excess there was, how much I was always cleaning up. And it was like the things that I'm cleaning up, like, where did this even come from? I didn't even know we had this. Why is this even here? And it was just taking up so much. And I was like always kind of like shooing the kids away or getting them in front of Dora the Explorer or something so that I could catch up on things like the housework or just things that are like, is this really worth it? Like all the side notes were the main event and the main event, the purpose, the kids, like me, my well-being, my purpose, what I wanted to do with my life was always being treated like the side notes. Mm -hmm. So it was just upside down. And so I started just simplifying and getting rid of physical clutter in our home. And literally like, I can't state this enough. Every single area of my life was touched by that decision in a positive way. Every single thing changed. My stress levels dropped massively. I actually realized like I was so used to living in stress. I didn't know what to do with myself when there was no stress. And so I would create stress, which is something we can definitely talk about. Yeah, I want to dig into that. Yeah. I noticed like my relationship with my kids became better. Their relationship with each other was better. They were playing for really long periods of time when they were very, very small toddlers, which is huge. Like that's not something that moms are used to doing, but I didn't realize too many options, too many toys, actual ability to play and be able to entertain themselves. So that came back. My relationships got better. I just felt happier. My depression lifted and didn't come back. Like everything was affected. And so I turned it into a business just by demand, by my, my blog readers wanting more, wanting a course, wanting to read about it, learn about it, talk about it, have me walk them through it. And that is the multi-million dollar company that I'm running today. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I feel like there's so many different points that we can pull out, but I want to just Most of my listeners who are listening are in business or starting their own business. I just want to note that you started 11 years ago. And so I think so often people are like, you know, they're a month in or two months in and they're like, but I'm not seeing the results. Like I am sure you spend hours in front of the computer writing blogs and all kinds of things before obviously that you got to where you are now. So I think that that's just a really important like note if you're listening, but I would love to dig into a little bit, like how, like if you're listening and you're like, oh, I can so relate to this. Like, where do you start? Like, what is the starting point of like, everything's a mess. I feel overwhelmed. Like what's a starting place? Well, the method that I have now, the Ali Kasaza method spans over a lot of areas, but we start with home, the physical environment. And that is the, we can even get more minute, like, well, where do you start in, in your home? But yeah, I do always want to say it is so important to start at home because this is where for many of us, this is where we're running our businesses from. This is definitely where we're raising our kids, living our life, spending most of our time. This is where your memories are happening. Like this is where your life is unfolding. And research shows again and again and again that our physical environment is the key factor in so much of how we're feeling, what we're experiencing, how we perceive what we're experiencing. Because our experiences are all perception. Two people can go to the same wedding and have very different perceptions of whether this union is good or bad or positive or negative, or if the wedding went well or didn't go well based on what they are perceiving about what happens. 
Someone that goes to a very religious wedding ceremony and they're very religious can be like, wow, what an incredible ceremony. So beautiful. Someone that has religious trauma that goes to the same wedding can be like, that was the worst wedding ceremony I've ever seen. I feel so bad for them. They're so caught up in this, like two very different, it's all perception. So your environment, when you're physically in your home, your physical environment is triggering, pinging your subconscious mind all the time and creating your perception. It's creating what you're perceiving about your life and how your day is being experienced. It's spiking your cortisol, which is the stress hormone, or it's soothing it. It's increasing your anxiety or it's helping your anxiety. It's making you struggle with depression or it's helping you battle depression. It's helping you increase your serotonin and feel happier, feel better. Like everything is coming from the environment first. So when we fix change our physical environment, we fix and change ourselves, our lives, our mental, emotional well-being. It's it's absolutely mind-blowing how much of an effect your physical environment has on you. So we always start there. And then to get a little bit more detailed with, okay, I'm going to start with my home, but like, what do I do first? There's a lot of ways you can go about this. You could start with what stresses you out the most, but for some people, they just get so overwhelmed and bogged down by the idea of this. I'm like, okay, listen, just start in your bathroom because unless you have a really weird way of storing things in your home, (laughs) you're probably not going to have like really tough decisions to make in there. Like you're not going to be dealing with wedding albums and baby keepsakes. Like it's going to be that old curling iron that broke that you never got fixed, but you kind of feel bad throwing it out like old makeup and things like that. So it's a very easy decision-making area. So you can build some momentum. Oh my gosh. I love that. I want to dig into a little bit. Well, first of all, I have to share the whole time you were saying this, I was thinking of my husband because when I get stressed out, he will vacuum for me because I love vacuum lines. Like to me, if there's no toys on the floor and I can see the floor and the counter is clean and I can see the vacuum lines, I'm like, Oh, it's like soothing. Yes. It's so soothing. And they all make fun of me, everyone in the family. And I was like, but if the pillows and I can see and the vacuum lines, like then I'm happy. I feel you. So I want to dig into, you said this in your introduction, and I think this is a really interesting topic. And it's, I think it's something that I'm actually experiencing now after leaving corporate is we're so used to a stressful environment that we don't know what to do when it's calm. So like when your house is clean or when everything is organized, it it does take this like lift off. Or if you're like me, when you leave your corporate job and all of a sudden you have like a schedule that you can't even imagine, it feels super awkward and weird And you, I have been in a situation where I find myself creating stress because I don't know how to deal with the calm. So I would love for you to just like expand on that a little bit and help us understand what to do with that. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely a couple of really interesting research studies done on this topic that are very Googleable for anyone that wants to dive deeper, but essentially when people, and this is especially for women, which I think is another layer of super interesting But when people are used to living in stress, so the cortisol is the stress hormone and it gets like spiked by certain things. So for me, something that spikes my cortisol is even like the topic of, or if someone says like, oh, I'm like so broke right now, my cortisol, I literally feel anxiety because I have like actual trauma from before my business was started of like not having enough money, not knowing if we were going to have enough money for food and really scary things like that. So that's something that spikes my specific cortisol. 
another person might be able to hear a friend say, oh my God, I'm so broke right now. And like, be like, oh my God, really? That sucks. I've been there and be fine. So there's different things that spike cortisol for different people. So you kind of have to notice in your body what spikes your cortisol, but across the board, clutter spikes everyone's cortisol, especially women. The results were astronomical compared to the men for the women. So when we're living in mess, we're living in something that's just a lot, even if your house is clean, if it's just a lot to maintain because mm-hmm. you're putting the clutter away, like that's still spiking your cortisol. If you have a really demanding job, sometimes you, like you said, you leave your job, you start your business, you will unconsciously create problems in your business to yes. keep yourself in a state of stress because that state of stress is all you know, it is comfortable for you. One of the number one signs of someone who is uncomfortable in peace is someone that will like stop doing something in the middle of a task and go check their phone for no reason or pick a fight when you're getting ready for date night. You yeah. are uncomfortable with things being good. I would highly recommend the book, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I love that book. It is literally a book about self-sabotaging when things get too good. And then I would also recommend journaling. I would recommend using therapy practices like EFT to clear the emotions and clear the unconscious, like rewiring your subconscious mind to no longer need that high, that hit of stress. It is not good for our bodies. I had severe like adrenal issues, thyroid problems, hormone imbalance, because I lived in such a state of extreme stress and I am still working through this. I Mm. will still unconsciously create problems specifically around money and specifically around actually friendships and relationships with other women, because I have had such a hard time and I have like actual like abuse and trauma and fear in the past. So I unconsciously create fear and, and scarcity and panic in those areas because that's what I'm used to. It's very foreign to me to have the money that I've like to have the money that I've generated in my business. I would like get rid of all of it. So now as I'm like, okay, like it's safe to hold on to the money. Like my mind unconsciously is like, well, then let's start a relationship problem. Well, then let's like, let's just, I'm just going to start struggling with depression this week. I don't know why I just can't shake it. I just feel really depressed. I'm creating stress, unhappiness to bring things back into balance because what your brain labels as unfamiliar, it, it translates as it's not safe. So Mm -hmm. if being at peace, having six figures in your bank account, having happy relationships, having good friendships, having healthy kids is unfamiliar to you. Your brain will literally signal alert, alert, things are not safe and create something to bring you back into what you think is balanced, even if it's unhealthy and not really good. Does that make sense? Oh my goodness. Yes. I love this so much. The Big Leap is one of my favorite books. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I want to pivot a little bit because I know you have some tools of how do you sort of declutter your business which I would love to get into because I think it sort of piggybacks on what you said is sometimes we tend to make things way more complicated than they are. And I really like to keep things simple and focused. And so I think decluttering your business is just an amazing topic. What can you tell us about things to look at in terms of what might be cluttering our business? Yeah. One of the first steps and best things you can do to just even kind of open that can of worms for yourself is to look at your calendar and notice what you're spending your time on. You may find that you really don't have much about your business on your calendar. So maybe you're kind of unconsciously just avoiding and being super busy and saying yes to volunteering here and helping out 
here and going to this church thing and being on the PTA over here or whatever it is, you're kind of creating a life busyness so that you can be like, I just don't have time for my business because you're afraid of success or you're afraid of failure. Like clutter is never about clutter. Being really busy is never about being really busy. It's always something deeper. It's always about avoiding or self-sabotage. Like there's always a deeper, like everything is spiritual. Like decluttering is spiritual because there's a reason that you've allowed clutter in your home. There's a reason that you have devalued yourself enough to allow yourself to live in an environment that's not serving you. It's never about the thing. The thing that we want to fix is always just a symptom of the deeper root problem. So we always want to take a look at that. But with your business, looking at your calendar, what are you spending your time on? Kind of like notice, like what are the messages for me there? What's the pattern here? Is this really how, is this the calendar of a person that makes seven figures or whatever it is you want to be that version of you? Is this what Mm -hmm. her calendar would look like? Another thing you can do is what are you doing because you feel like you need to? What are you doing because you feel obligated? I'll give a quick example. I used to be, I'm not a numbers person by nature. I, I just don't, my brain doesn't work that way. It doesn't really help me. I'll look at analytics and not really know what to do with it. I've been in masterminds with very, very high power household name people that are billionaires and they're teaching how to do all of these numbers and analytics and read all these things. And I would, I got so into it and really tried and was like reading all these numbers and pouring over the numbers and my business never did worse. It was awful. And I was miserable. I felt though, like a powerful businesswoman, a successful person would look at those numbers. Cause that's what I saw. And when I let that go and I was just like, you know what? The only thing I need to know is like, Hey, this post is really catching on. It's fire. People are really resonating with it. Great. I don't really care about the specific numbers, but I notice it's performing 10 times better than it usually a post usually does. So I'm going to look at what that post was made up of. When did I post it? What was the energy in that post? Like what? Mm-hmm. Let's break it down and let's do more of that. That's as analytic as I get now. And my business has never done better. So if you're doing something because you think you should, it might, it works for them because that's who they are. And they feel very strongly that analytics are the key to growing and scaling because that's what they believe. So it works for them. I don't believe that. And so it works for me. So I'm right. We're all right because that's what we believed and that's what we resonate with. So if you're doing something because you think you should drop it, drop it, delegate it or change the way you're doing it. If you don't like social media, but you really want to use it as a tool to grow, make it work for you. Start to automate it, put some rhythms in place so that it's automated for you. And you're just showing up regularly once a month and then putting out that content while you're out at dance or baseball. Like there's always a way to get things off your plate. You should never do anything out of obligation. So it's really about simplifying your business is really about giving yourself almost like an audit Mm -hmm. and just looking at what am I even doing? Like, what am I even spending (laughs) my time on? I'm about to do this tonight because it's a ritual for me by around the end of the year or beginning of the year that I'm like, okay, I'm looking forward. What am I doing? What's not working? What is working? What do I really crave? What do I want? How do I want my launches to feel? I'll I'll give one more quick example and then we can move forward. Yeah, I know. I love it. Just because I feel like examples for me, I'm like, okay, yes, that helped. And you gave so many good examples. I know. I call them case studies because it's like my business Yeah, I resonate with it. But I love it. It's so good. So I'm about to do this thing in my business where I'm like, 
talking about some really stereotype bashing, perspective shifting stuff for moms. And I have a program called Unburdened that's like, it's the level after your physical environment. After you do your home, we move on to life, schedule, calendar, rhythms, all of that. And so I want to like call some new women into that program and I want to run it live for a couple of weeks and like do this whole thing. And so I was going to do like a big masterclass, like a big life audit masterclass where I show them my process of auditing my life, clearing things out, you know, making decisions, making things lighter, lighter, better, whatever. And then I was like, it was just not feeling it. Then like my assistant that never misses a deadline, like totally dropped the ball and didn't do the page I asked on time. So that put me behind and I just wasn't feeling this idea. And I was on a walk this morning and I was just like, you know what? I don't even want to do it this way. Like that's like bro marketing of like, we got to do the the webinar and then we got to like, it puts all of this pressure on this one event. And I just wasn't feeling it. And I just was like, you know what? I'm not doing it. I'm not, I forget the page. I'm not doing any of it. I am literally just going to go live every day that I feel like it for the next week and teach on something that makes women's lives lighter and then call them into unburdened at the end. And I'm just going to show up until I fill the spots that I want to fill. And then we'll call it like, I'm literally like letting go of a deadline, letting go of the way you're supposed to do it, Mm -hmm. letting go of like the original idea and pivoting at the last minute. Like that is decluttering your business. That is getting the shit out of the way and stepping back into your power and getting realigned with what feels really good. Because if it feels really good, it's sustainable. And if it's sustainable, you're going to be consistent and you're going to be consistent and feeling good. And people are drawn to that. So you're going to make more sales, which is the whole point. So that kind of stuff, like it's not just like literally where's the clutter in my business? Help me get it out. It's, it's also checking in with the root of how you're feeling about things and making decisions accordingly. So good. So one of the words that you used was rhythms. And so I know, and I think we, we've sort of talked about this behind the scenes is like, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm so checklist focused. I'm, I would say I'm actually very routine focused. And so I'd love to know what you think of when you say rhythms and what that means as it relates to routines or things that you're doing. So let me define each thing to help people listening. So to me, routines are things that are like, they're very rigid. So it's like on Wednesdays, I always clean the kitchen and the bathrooms. And then on Thursday, I always do all the laundry, like that kind of thinking. And Mm -hmm. for me, I'm such a fly by the seat of your pants kind of person. I love to be spontaneous. I also have a thousand kids and things can just come up all the time. I'm running this business. Like there's a lot of things that can come up or I just might not want to do it that day. I might want to on Thursday, pull the kids out of school and go to Legoland just for the hell of it. Cause memories. And then like what happens with routines is, well, now it was this day. So now there's no laundry done and I'm super behind versus a rhythm is attached to an anchor, which I'll explain in a minute. And it basically is always, you're automating yourself. It's always going. The things that must happen for the house, the family, for you to function, like these are not extras or like sprinkles, like you talk about in your method. It's the things that have to happen to move forward. These are all rhythmatized and attached to anchors. So they're always being kept up so that when and if you want to stop and take a break and go do something different, 
there is no being behind on the laundry because it's always in motion. It's just happening mm-hmm. for you. You don't have to think about it. It's also clearing mental real estate and opening that up. So you have more space for being creative or thinking of new business ideas. I became wealthy when I implemented rhythms instead of trying to be super routine. So an anchor is something that you do every single day or every week. If you're doing weekly rhythms or whatever, no matter what, Lord willing, you wake up every day. (laughs) That's an anchor. Brush your teeth. That's an anchor. Make your coffee in the morning. That's an anchor. Every time you have lunch, you sweep up. That's an anchor. The anchor is having lunch. The rhythm is sweeping up after. So the anchor is the thing that has to happen to keep things running smoothly, or sorry, the rhythm is the thing that happens that needs to keep happen to keep things running smoothly. The anchor is the event you attach it to, the thing you always do. So here's an example. Every morning when I wake up, I go and I switch the laundry. Every morning when I'm waiting for my, I'm, I'm waiting for my coffee to brew. By that time I've done my gratitude. I've done, you know, whatever, a bunch of stuff. I switch the laundry again. I finish that load. And then every night before, after I put the kids to bed, I switch it one final time, start the new load that'll get changed the next morning and fold and put away. So that keeps my laundry going every day that I'm home. That's going. Mm-hmm. So if I like want to ditch everything and go and t- take a day off or take a couple of days off or whatever, I'm not like, oh, well, shoot, it was kitchen day. It was laundry day. Oh my God. Now we're not going to have any clean clothes. Like it takes the pressure off and, yeah. and kind of smooths things out and spaces it out. Rhythms are the anecdote to routines for people that are not type A or like me struggle with focus, maybe have ADHD, are just really spontaneous and routines just don't stick. Doing things like this, when you're in your normal setting, keeping it going all the time means you're never going to get behind. Maybe if like the flu hits your house or something like, of course, but typically it's rhythmatized. So you have more space to play and live and be creative in your business and create content because the mundane things are automated and you're not it's not weighing all on this, this plan. It's like, oh, well, if I'm here doing my normal thing, then things are always just getting done. Oh my gosh. So good. I feel like there's so many directions. We need a part two of this podcast, but before we wrap up, we like to ask a couple of questions, rapid fire. So the first one is if there's something that you should let go of, but can't bear yourself to part with, what is it? Okay. I'm going to be annoying and turn this into a teaching moment because (laughs) if there is no should, like there is no should let go of, if I can't bear it apart with it, that means I should keep it. Like there's no like, oh, I really like, I really have this ridiculous thing that I keep, but I just can't part. Well, that means it's not ridiculous for me. Do you know what I mean? It's It's like the Marie Kondo method. If you feels good, then you should keep it. Right. (laughs) I just like, can't, yeah. I can't be like, oh, I really should let it. No, if I love it, then it belongs here. What is something in your life that brings you the most happiness at the moment? My morning walks with my bulldog, my favorite part of the day. I love morning walks too. We're on a big walking kick over here. And then at the time that this airs, it's going to be January. So I would love to know as we head into the new year, what is one of your biggest pieces of advice? That's such a good question. I would say don't do anything because you think you should, or you're trying to make someone else happy. Like at the end of the day, we're here once and no one's going to really remember you for long after you go. So you should do what feels right for you 
and make decisions for you. So good. So many nuggets in this. We'll have to have you back, Allie. Um, Share where everyone can connect with you because I know you have some really good resources for us so that we don't have a five-hour podcast interview. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. I'm going to send you guys to my site. It's aliecasaza.com slash free. And there you'll find lots of different resources. But I would point you to the Clear the Clutter Starter Kit. That's for like the physical environment. Really basic place to start for your home. And then I also have something that is not free, but it's a low cost thing called business with ease. And it's really about decluttering your business and bringing more ease and flow. Like we talked about into your business. And then of course, Instagram, I'm Allie underscore. That's me. I show up there every day. Definitely a good place to send me a DM, connect, see my stories, get some tips, things like that. Awesome. Thank you so much, Allie. Of course. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Crush the Rush podcast. I honestly feel like this podcast is an extension of me and our community. And so I hope you come back and listen for more. If you're feeling inspired and ready to take action, there's actually some really amazing ways that you can stay connected with us. Number one, if you want to see this episode come to life with visuals and bonus behind the scenes, you can head over to our YouTube channel, which is at Holly Marie Haynes. We like to post some bonuses there. So I hope that you're excited to learn more about these topics. And then as always, you can leave a review. Your feedback helps this show grow and reach more amazing listeners just like you. We've made it really, really easy. You can simply go to hollymariehaines.com forward slash podcast and click the review button. You can also find custom playlists and more to just say thank you and offer you another amazing way to give you some support. And then last but not least, if you have questions about today's episode or a topic that you would love to have covered in the future, you can just go to hollymarriehaines.com forward slash chat. And it's me behind the scenes answering all the questions. You can text me, send me a video, leave me a message. It's super cool. And like I said, I hope that this podcast is just an extension of our relationship together. So remember that you are capable of achieving incredible things. Keep up the amazing work and I can't wait to connect with you more.